Welcome to Hearts and Minds. This is Maura Cassidy. I am here today with Dr. Norella Broderick. Norella, you're very welcome. Thank you, Maura. Norella is originally from Stowell, County Kerry. She's living in Galway, although she reliably informs me that she's locked down in Galway at the moment. Um, she's a qualified barrister, a qualified doctor specialising in psychiatry. So we're now heading into the Christmas season and for many people it just isn't the same. Um, There are not the same opportunities for socialising, family members are not travelling home from abroad. Um, It's like there is a sort of a COVID wet blanket over everything. And this brings into focus well-being and happiness. So Norella, um, I'd like to ask you really, is that brief introduction an accurate description of Christmas this year or is, is that how you would see things? Sure. Well, yes, I suppose a lot of people are very kind of stressed and worried at the moment about how will Christmas work this year. It's such a big time, I suppose, for all of us where we get together with our friends, we get together with our family and it's um, we catch up with kind of relatives that we don't see all year. And people are worried that they won't have that this year, that it's it's going to just be another continuation of all that kind of feeling cut off and, you know, um, not being able to connect with people. And and I see that too in a lot of patients that I'm seeing, you know, they're really worried about how will they spend Christmas? What will they do for it? And I suppose what, what I've been trying to plan for myself and for, uh, and with people, you know, is, okay, well, let's look at it. Um, what do we really like about Christmas? What is really important to us? about all of those things that we normally enjoy. Um, and I suppose for me, it's catching up with friends and it's being with family and trying to spend time with them that I don't have otherwise during the year. So the question is for us this year, I think, how can we do that in a kind of a socially distanced, responsible, you know, way that doesn't put them, put other people in in danger of infection and everything, but where we still can kind of achieve that connection almost. So I suppose I think that with a little bit of planning, hopefully we can still achieve or sort of have that connection with people that we, we sort of most people I think really enjoy around Christmas, but just it'll be, it will be different, but doesn't mean we we won't be connected this Christmas. So I'm sort of, I'm up, I'm sort of cautiously optimistic about Christmas, despite all the worry that people have about it. Um, and maybe the disappointment about, you know, big social parties and stuff. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I sound like a politician. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that basically means get on the woolly coat you know, don't be afraid to stand with the, I don't know, the mug of coffee or the non-alcoholic mug sure. wine. Um, or else, obviously, three households, you know, up to three households can socialise. Exactly. So just imagine what that might look like. Yeah. Or so it, it's about looking at, well, OK, what are the rules um, and what can we do within the rules rather than what can't we do? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um the, the glass of mulled wine can be half full for us if we want to, you know. Um, so, so yeah, as you said, so three households can can socialise together. Um, is That's out, outside of your home, isn't it? And then from the 18th of December, I think you can have another, uh, you can have a visitor to your home as far as I, as far as I'm aware, but please check. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, everybody, please check. Um, so, so yeah, so let's think about what we can do. And of course we can always socialize in a, uh, outside in a socially distanced way. So let's 
meet up with friends and and have that you know hot chocolate while we're going for a walk and have a chat you know let's uh let's maybe visit our elderly relatives in the nursing home if we can't go in we can do you know maybe the window visits it's it's about i suppose let's think about what we can do um to to make those connections with people this christmas mm-hmm. I, it's funny you should mention that about nursing homes i was i was at one the other day and i saw they had actually got window flaps oh and it was absolutely adorable because you could see the older a whole row of older people you know, talking through the window at mm-hmm. their loved one or relative. Mm-hmm. And there were lovely benches and perspex to keep them sort of protected from the elements. And I thought, you know, unless you're trying to, to see ways, to, as you say, to intentionally connect, mm-hmm. you can sometimes sort of take the boring route and not even try. Sure, absolutely. I think a lot of people have been uh, have been finding that there are kind of creative ways. And like around the nursing homes, they've put up little, you know, shelters outside for the visitors. And, you know, I think, I think, Everyone is trying to um, come together and and facilitate that uh, kind of uh, connection, but we, we just need to ta- think about creative ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose a typical phrase you often hear at Christmas, obviously, is "Happy Christmas." Sure, and um, I suppose it um, it kind of brings to mind, well, what is happiness? And I suppose from your work, Norella, you know, how would you how would you define happiness? Or do you define happiness? Mm-hmm. Or how can one be happy? Is sure. it a feeling? Is it sure. intentional practice? What is it? Sure. Yeah, I think maybe that's part of the the worry that we won't have a happy Christmas, you know, because that's required. Uh, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that mean? Is that feeling, you know, happy all the time? Is that, you know, laughing and whatever for, for a couple of weeks uh, in December? I think, yes, it's great when we feel good, when we feel happy, when we're enjoying things. And that's really important. And, and you know, there, hopefully there will be a lot of that this Christmas. But I suppose happiness overall, for me, that's kind of a long term project. Do you know, mm-hmm. it's not that fleeting feeling. That's that's enjoyment and that's great. And we need that for sure. And let's plan to, to, to sort of be able to enjoy ourselves this Christmas. But happiness, I think, is a longer term project. And maybe coming into, as we're in Advent now and coming into the new year with New Year's resolutions, maybe we can be thinking about what does that actually mean? What, what is happiness? Maybe people have been reevaluating things during, during COVID and everything. And, and that all ties in nicely for, for them, you know? Um, I, I think, you know, uh, we were chatting earlier about Jordan Peterson. I'm such a big fan of his. I know maybe mm-hmm. not everybody likes, uh, his videos, but I enjoy them a lot. It sort of resonates a lot with, um, with how I see things. I think, you know, I was saying happiness, I think I see it as a long-term project. And I think it has a lot to do with um, putting things in order so that that you you can be supported in your own life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so for example, Jordan Peterson talks about clean your room, you know, so put things in order in a small way first, you know, and that gives, you know, more support and structure to your life, which is really important. Maybe people don't always think of, of, of structure as being kind of important in their life, um, but maybe we can under- appreciate it more now that things have kind of fallen yeah, our, our normal structure has fallen by the wayside with COVID. So what kind of things do we need to to put in place to have an optimum amount of structure in our life? So let's make a plan for our day, you know. Um, let's then think about our work, you know, let's plan things um, and let's make sure that we're, you know, giving ourselves the opportunity to kind of do that as well as we can. Um, let's look at our our leisure. Let's so let's let's make sure then we, we're planning for balancing things, you know, having enough leisure time to enjoy things, having enough, you know, um time to relax as well, to catch up with friends, to catch up with family. So let's, you know, let's plan for for the things that are important in life. And I heard this acronym once, um, which hopefully maybe you don't mind if I share it's, it's like it's spice, you know 
the different areas of your life. Okay. So, you know, spiritual, physical, intellectual, creative, emotional mm-hmm. areas of life. Mm-hmm. So let's, so um, I think happiness is trying to maybe be intentional about those different areas of our life, actually. Um, and uh, see, you know, can we develop or pursue things in those different areas so that we are sort of becoming who we're meant to be? Do you mm-hmm. know? Um, that's really helpful. Hopefully I'm not actually. going on too much, but... No, no, Spice, yeah. that's, that's really helpful, yeah. actually. It's a really helpful one to remember. And I it's like so that. Simple. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, I suppose, I see us all as, as having kind of... Um, an internal direction. I don't know if that makes sense, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and that we're all kind Absolutely. of almost, I mean, I, I don't want to use religious language necessarily because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't resonate with everybody, but I think it, it applies whether you're religious or not, you know, um, that you're, I think you can see that in people, do you know, that they're, you know, people, different people are directed in particular ways. So for example, what are your, what are your skills? What are your interests? You know, so can you develop those to develop who you're, meant to be the, the way you're you're directed as it were you know mm-hmm. um and I think that that can be really it can be helpful for people as well to to sort of feel to be happier to develop mm-hmm. themselves as they're as it were mm-hmm. meant to be do mm-hmm. you know I don't know if that if yeah. that sort of makes sense no it makes absolutely sense I've actually heard people developing the most extraordinary interests mm. I was talking to one couple the other day and um um the husband he's actually developed he's, he's speaking to family trees Oh wow! So he's got these atlases. He's ordered these atlases online and these town plans Fantastic. dating back to the eighteen hundreds. Wow! Of his native Ennis or Quinn, and I just think, wow! And he's found out the most extraordinary things uh-huh. about his own family that uh-huh. nobody knew. Sure. Um. So it's just it's it's so enriching, and it made me think. You know, maybe we'd be be pressed pause button on our own sort of interests and development that mm-hmm. we we sort of had stepped maybe into more of a consumer sort 100%, of yeah. space. I think so. And in a sense, COVID has sort of unlocked something in some people as sure. there is a kind of withdrawal space sure. there so sure. for a lot of us initially it was case of some people just just stepped into covid and locked down mm-hmm. as if gm delighted to work from home other mm-hmm. people had a bit of a, a barney about it and others had withdrawal symptoms mm-hmm. but i just think the whole idea of what makes us happy as you, you know you, you talked a lot there about stepping into what our skills are mm-hmm. what our internal direction is mm-hmm. there's a lot of interests out there mm-hmm. um I, to, to step into another space, I suppose, Norella, is the thing of um, spiritual or religious practice. You mm-hmm. know, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. Christmas obviously is a religious feast, mm-hmm. Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. the birth of Christ. Um, and for some people, they've got out of practice because obviously they haven't been able to to go to the churches for mass and, mm-hmm. and, and confession and stuff. Um, and for others, uh, you know, what, what would you say to people? You know, do we need to be intentional about that? How can we reclaim that space? Yeah, I think like... That that I suppose that's one of the dimensions that that I you know is important for me to focus on personally, and that I would advise people to think about at least you know, um, and as you say, to be intentional about. Um, so I suppose COVID for me has um, had you know obviously it's made it more difficult for everybody to get to mass, to get to services, to to practice in that way, and so for me it has become more important because I've missed that personally. Um, so it has been uh, it sort of brought home to me that I need to. To be intentional about practicing my faith and I can't just, you know, pop down to the church when, you know, easily as I maybe would have previously. Um, and so some people maybe, you know, are are inclined to, to let it 
you know, forget about it because it's one of those things that, you know, that they, it's more difficult to do at the moment. Um, and I think it's such an important area to, to sort of be intentional about, to think about, um, you know, whatever your religion, you know, or whatever your kind of spirituality, it, it's something to, to sort of, to be intentional about, I think, to, to, to look at and try to develop because, for example, I'm particularly interested in the relationship between uh, religion, spirituality and mental health, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in work and so on. So we do know that um, that there are a lot of positive connections between between religion and, you know, positive outcomes in mental health for depression, anxiety and so on. It helps people to cope particularly with difficulties, you know, whether mental health or otherwise. Now, we know that... Um, it's not just it's not just the attendance at services that mediates the effects with mental health. You know, it's much broader than that. Um, but I think part of part of it, it is important to kind of to, to think about what you want, you know, um, and to sort of pursue the religious spiritual side of yourself, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. so so mm-hmm. yeah, for me, I'm really glad that you know that the churches are open again but I've also become aware of how much I need to um sort of intentionally focus on Mm. you know spiritual matters myself I don't know if that makes sense Mm, you know absolutely Um, but uh yeah so I would advise people to pursue it intentionally Mm. yes Mm -hmm. yeah just stepping into the space of work again you know um as I said some people find you know working from home fantastic it's going really well Others are saying, you know, I find it really hard. I don't have the commute. Um, I don't have, I suppose, the sense of team around me mm-hmm. or the random chats over coffee, which mm-hmm. I would have perceived as time wasters mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. And um, what strikes me sometimes is people maybe need to give themselves permission mm-hmm. to go, it's okay if I have a bad day. Sure. Or to actually step back and go, I'm missing a lot of my usual sort of mm-hmm. inputs. Sure. Human inputs. Absolutely, yeah. I think there have been a lot of mixed reactions to the shutdown and working from home and everything that has come with that. And as you say, it's hugely important to allow ourselves just to feel whatever we feel about it. And that's okay, you know. Um, and, and chatting with others about it, uh, you know, may sort of give us permission to to have a bad day, as it were. Mm. You know, that's okay. Um, people have been finding it difficult. And at the same time, People have found benefits, as you said, from from working from home, and perhaps from one day to the next, you know, anyone may feel one thing or the other. Do you know what I mean? At times, I am very glad to be working from home, and at times, I find I very much miss um, connecting with uh, with people at work. I mean, the way it struck me actually during the summer was I changed jobs, and so I noti- noticed going from working within a team that I knew quite well. Um, that wasn't so bad working online, as it were, with people I knew very well. But then moving to a new team uh, that I didn't know and trying to connect with them via sort of Zoom and so on, those kind of meetings, was much more difficult. And and it struck me that actually we probably need to be, as it were, I keep using the word I know, but intentional about making the connections again. You know, um, it, it's, it's sort of... Um, it struck home to me how important the connections are with people on your team, the human connections for even for the team to function well together. Do you know, it, it's a human kind of mm. enterprise, <laughs> you yeah, know, work absolutely. really is um, and how we work together, uh, you know, is, is hugely important. So um, 
yeah, that is something that I am thinking about at the moment, how to sort of better connect with people I don't know and have only gotten to know via, via you know, online fora and um, how to kind of get to know them better. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, I haven't worked it out. So I don't have the answer, but, okay. I, you know, it struck me as something that's, that is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more of a downside. Uh, mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, I realize, you know, how much I do enjoy um, kind of maybe not having traffic uh, to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to commute through or so on you know so um yeah human connection um mm-hmm. it, it has brought that home to me mm-hmm. I've also heard families say you know oh I'm getting on much better with my siblings or parents say oh my god the kids you know are relating it better or um or dad saying oh it's just nice to be at home more or, mm-hmm. or etc so um I suppose that's obviously the upside mm-hmm. um but my next question is we need to do with retail therapy mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. because um it's lovely to go shopping. Sure. Um, so, but at the same time, maybe COVID has brought into sharp focus that we don't need as much as we think we need. And is it a need or is it a want? Sure, sure. Do you then think? Uh, and, and, and actually, I've seen a lot of ads uh, recently saying, you know, it's been such a tough year. Treat yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's fine. You know, um, do treat yourself in whatever way that you, you know, helps you to to sort of uh, enjoy things. But yes, let's look at um, what we really do enjoy, what we really do need, you know. Um, so I suppose what, what I've been thinking about it recently is I'm not in town as much, actually. So I don't have that bombardment of sort of advertising the whole time. And when I do go back, in just just there yesterday, I was wandering around uh, town and finding, gosh, there's actually quite a lot of kind of input. Uh, when you're walking around town, there's so much coming at you. You know, I hadn't really noticed that before, probably because I was so used to it. And I think, you know, of course, it did make me think, you know, advertisers really are trying very hard to um, grab your attention and to sort of uh, cultivate that fear of missing out in you, you know. Um, and even online, of course, that can still happen, you know. So um, I was looking at some dresses <laughs> just this morning, uh, which made me think. Um, so so the distress I've been following mm. uh, is now on sale, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. And it's there in my size. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is very exciting. Um, but of course, I have already spent my budget for this month uh, for, on my Christmas presents. So I'm thinking, oh, I really want to get that dress because maybe it'll be, you know, sold out by next month. Uh, and so I can see in myself that fear of missing out. There it is, um, which I might not have noticed as as prominently before. And it makes me think we need to actually be aware of that, first of all. That, that feeling in ourselves. And second of all, um, uh, you know, challenge it. Okay. Mm. So if we're, if we become aware of it, we can challenge it. And so I was saying to myself, well, what happens if I don't have this dress? Now mm. that, that would be terrible. I would miss it, you know, because it's very pretty. Um, but actually if I didn't have the dress, my life without that dress would be just as it is now, you know, and that's okay. My life is okay. I'm actually okay <laughs> now, you know, so <laughs> actually I can tolerate the distress of not having it, mm. you know. So, um, despite the the sort of efforts of the strong efforts of advertisers uh missing out is actually okay i think mm. we'll be okay um mm. and and it's part of that stepping back you know mm. from um from things and just maybe uh i suppose as i keep saying being more intentional <laughs> absolutely and it's such a great word <laughs> yeah but, and it gives you a sense that you're more you're choosing as opposed to 100% you're, that's you're a kind good of way of looking making, at it somebody else making choices for you. Very good. Yeah, very nice way of looking Like it struck me as you were saying that yesterday I was in a queue, mm-hmm. okay? Because, you know, when you, you go into some shops, you have to queue or others, mm-hmm. you have to book your place and stuff. And I was in the queue and I was thinking, you know, it's cold and it's wet and, 
and the queue was quite long. And mm-hmm. I thought, do I really need this? Sure. So I sort of reduced life to, you know, the basics. Uh-huh. And I, I think in a funny kind of a way, or, or window shopping, you know, and I, I always saw window shopping was for people, well, I don't know, but I, it was not something I fancied. <laughs> I thought it was a huge waste of time. Sure. Whereas now I think I'm actually going, I actually feel sort of relieved when I don't make impulsive purchases. Excellent, yes. Brilliant. So I really, I really resonate with what you're saying. I've been thinking I can enjoy looking at this dress even if I don't buy it, you know? Yeah, it's like like (laughs) Confessions for a Shopaholic. Like that film is phenomenal. (laughs) Rom-com. Just to go back to another thought there, um, you know, I've heard quite a bit of talk about gratitude. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that something that you see connects with well-being, happiness or... Sure. And around Christmas time were the things we should we should be reflecting. Sure. And it, yes, I think it's something that's really important at any time, but particularly when people are starting to feel a bit down or negative or anxious even. Um, it's something that's definitely advised even as part of, you know, um, psychotherapy, let's say. Um, and I think maybe what gratitude does is two things. It helps us to step back from that negative cycle of thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like stepping back from the shopping, you know, stepping back um, and saying, okay, let's try to look both sides here, you know, um, just in the same way that I can say, I don't necessarily need a new dress. Um, I can also say, well, the, the negative way I'm looking at things isn't necessarily all there is to it. Actually, there are a lot of positives, you know. Um, my life is okay without the dress. Um, and I have so much things that I can and so many things that I can enjoy. So being grateful is probably one of those things or, or sort of practicing gratitude thinking of things to be grateful for is probably one of those things that um, can help you stay in the moment and stay kind of focused on right now, you know, hear what is good today. Um, I think uh, you were telling me earlier when we were chatting that uh, Oprah Winfrey is a great woman for, <laughs> for for gratitude and says, think of three things in the morning to be grateful for today, which is actually great because it starts things off in a really positive way mm. and grounds you in kind of um, positive thinking. But, but reality, do you know what I mean? Because these are positive things in mm. our lives. And um, yeah, it's important at this time when we're kind of worried about Christmas, let's try to see what we can be grateful mm. for. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Um, first, just to finish, uh, Norella, is just: um, are there any resources that you would recommend, you know, to our listeners, you know, as 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 they're entering Christmas time, that would help them, you know, over this period? Sure. Um, well, I suppose I'm my main worry for people this Christmas is that they're going to feel isolated and feel alone, you know, um, and that they may not be able to connect with people the way they would like to. And I suppose. For anyone who does feel alone, I would say reach out, do you know, reach out to your family, reach out to friends. Don't feel embarrassed about that. We all need that. And, it, you know, if people are feeling more down, you know, please, you know, phone somebody, phone the Samaritans, phone alone, have a, a, um, a helpline for older people, for example. Um, I think it is important just to reach out for pe- uh, reach out. Um, and then for, you know, your general edification, listen to Hearts and Minds and uh, <laughs> thank you for that plug. <laughs> read the, read the blog, uh, read the blogs and uh, yeah, stay and in of course, touch. Um, read 12 Rules, Jordan Peterson. Read Jordan favorite. Peterson. <laughs> okay, okay, that's super. Listen, thanks a million. No, no problem, for thank you for having today. me. So thank you very much for listening to us, all our listeners out there. Um, happy Christmas to you all and wish you all a very happy and peaceful Christmas. And as, as we always say, if there's any topics you'd like us to consider in our podcast, please feel free to contact us. Take care.